Hi, you listening to All Law, an audio series brought to you by Lakshmi Kumaran and Shridharan Attorneys, a leading Indian law firm. At the firm, we are proud to combine the knowledge of law with extensive experience in industry and technology in order to design practical legal solutions for our clients. This podcast series is a part of our knowledge sharing initiative where we will discuss notable judiciary and regulatory developments and analyze the business implications of the law as it evolves in India. My name is Arnav and I'll be your host for this episode. Moving ahead with today's topic, deep learning section 59 of the Indian Patents Act 1970. We have Falguni Gupta from the Supreme Court litigation team as an expert who will be guiding us through this episode. Hi Falguni, how are you? Hi Arnab, I'm good. So Falguni, can you tell us what is section 59 of the Indian Patents Act 1970? Yes, sure Arnab. So section 59 of the Indian Patents Act 1970 is related to amendment of specification or any other documents filed with the patent office. As per the law, no new subject matter can be introduced in the previously filed patent application or specification. However, section 59 allows the amendment of patent application or specification under certain conditions. Subsection 1 of section 59 allows amendment in a patent application by way of a disclaimer, correction or explanation for incorporating facts. It also specifies that the amendments made in the specification should find support from the disclosure of the as filed specification of a patent application and clarifies that an amended application should not fall beyond the scope of a pending or as filed claim. Further, subsection 2 of section 59 facilitates amendment of the patent specification or any other related documents even after the date of grant of the patent by the controller or by the appellate board or the high court therefore subsection 1 of section 59 specifies how amendments can be made in a patent application and subsection 2 of section 59 clarifies that the amendments can be made post grant and also who can allow these amendments that is either the controller or the appellate board or the high court thanks palguni for giving that brilliant introduction of the act but is it a common practice to amend a patent application yes alna it is a common practice to amend a patent application especially in order to overcome the objections raised by the patent office for example objections raised on inventive step non patentability under section 3 of the patents act etc okay and what is the current scenario with respect to carrying out amendments in a patent application recently the delhi high court in an appeal filed by nestle seeking to set aside an order passed by the controller of patents and design refused the grant of nestle's patent application for lacking inventive step and for not being patentable under section 3 clause 1 section 3 clause e 
and section 59 of the act the high court after considering the facts of the case redefined the boundaries of permissible claim amendments for overcoming the objections on non patentability especially under th- section 3 clause 1 of the act without jeopardizing the requirements of section 59 of the act therefore the recent order from the high court provides clarity on the interpretation of section 3 clause 1 and section 59 of the act that sounds quite interesting but what was the intersection between section 59 and the section 3 clause 1 of the act in this case so arnab in this case with respect to the objection under section 3 clause 1 of the act the explanation provided by the controller was that nestle defined a method for treatment of human body and the claims were therefore non patentable specifically stating that the subject matter protected by the original claim was a composition when used in treatment and therefore contained both composition and method features with respect to section 59 of the act the controller alleged that the amended claims filed by nestle were not permissible as they sought to confer greater scope of protection in comparison to the originally filed claims which section 59 of the act prohibits the respondent further alleged that the claims as originally filed conferred protection upon the compound only when it was in use so as to carry out the method of treatment whereas the proposed amended claims would confer protection upon the composition whether or not it was in use and would therefore confer additional protection compared to the claims as originally filed thus the controller asserted that the objection under section 3 clause 1 of the act was maintained in view of the objection raised under section 59 of the act further the controller submitted that the claims were amended from being purpose limited product claims to pure composition expanding the scope of the original claims and thus contravened section 59 of the act the controller alleged that the claims submitted along with the written submission after attending the hearing were amended by nestle to omit the phrase for use to overcome the objection under section 3 clause 1 of the act raised in the hearing notice Okay. And what was the high court's analysis of the case with respect to section 3 clause 1? The high court examined the facts of the case and provided an independent analysis of section 3 clause 1 and section 59 of the Patents Act. At the outset, the high court established that as per section 3 clause 1 of the Act, any claim directed towards a process for prophylaxis or prophylactic treatment is not patentable. The High Court then referred to the judicial order passed in University of Miami versus Controller of Patents and pointed out that in said case also by dealing with the ground of rejection under section 3 clause 1 of the act the erstwhile IPAB clarified that mere use of expression treatment in the claim does not render a claim falling under section 3 clause 1 of the act Similarly the expression composition for the treatment 
is only a way of defining the composition and in no way the claimed composition can be a method performed by a physician or for treatment of disease the high court also relied on the road map laid down by manual of patent office practice and procedure which gives guidance for examination with respect to exclusion of medical surgical curative prophylactic diagnostic therapeutic or other treatment considering this the high court stated that the previously filed claims were in respect of a composition and not towards a process of prophylactic treatment the high court specified that the expression composition comprising directed towards treatment was used only for defining the composition and not directed towards a method of treatment the high court thus concluded that since the claims on record were directed to a composition for use in treatment the same did not fall under the ambit of section 3 clause 1 of the act thus there was no merit in the decision of the controller to refuse the application under section 3 clause 1 of the act then what was the high court's analysis of the claim amendments the high court examined the facts of the case and provided an independent analysis of section 3 clause 1 and section 59 of the patents act at the outset the high court established that as per section 3 clause 1 of the act any claim directed towards a process for prophylaxis or prophylactic treatment is not patentable the high court then referred to the judicial order passed in university of miami versus controller of patents and pointed out that in said case also while dealing with the ground of rejection under section 3 clause 1 of the act the erstwhile ipav clarified that mere use of expression treatment in the claim does not render a claim falling under section 3 clause 1 of the act similarly the expression composition for the treatment is only a way of defining the composition and in no way the claimed composition can be a method performed by a physician or for treatment of disease the high court also relied on the road map laid down by manual of patent office practice and procedure which gives guidance for examination with respect to exclusion of medical surgical curative prophylactic diagnostic therapeutic or other treatment considering this the high court stated that the previously filed claims were in respect of a composition and not towards a process of prophylactic treatment the high court specified that the expression composition comprising directed towards treatment was used only for defining the composition and not directed towards a method of treatment the high court thus concluded that since the claims on record were directed to a composition for use in treatment the same did not fall under the ambit of section 3 clause 1 of the act thus there was no merit in the decision of the controller to refuse the application under section 3 clause 1 of the act thanks parvani it is now becoming clear to the audience coming to the next question can a request for amendment be made even after the grant of a patent for example even at the appellate stage 
On this, the High Court stressed upon the fact that there is no provision in the Act which specifically bars the amendment of a patent specification at the appellate stage. Subsection 3 of Section 57 of the Act clearly indicates that an amendment can be made even after the grant of patent. The High Court also relied on subsection 1 of section 58 of the Act and stated that the High Court could allow an amendment to the specification in a matter before the High Court at the stage of revocation of a patent. Accordingly, there is no specific bar on the amendment even at a subsequent stage. The only requirement under the Act is that the amendment has to fulfill the requirements under section 59 of the Act. and the amended claims are consistent with the earlier claims in the original specification okay understood and does the high court have similar powers as those granted by section 15 of the act to the controller with respect to amendments in the patent specification yes sir no The High Court mentioned that as per section 15 of the Act a controller has been given the power to require an application to be amended to his satisfaction therefore it is understood that if the controller has been given the power to direct an amendment to the patent application the High Court which is sitting in appeal over the decision of the controller should also have similar powers to direct the patent applicant to amend claims to its satisfaction The High Court also made a reference to the recent judgment of the Supreme Court in Ramnath Exports Private Limited versus Vinita Mehra which clarified that an appeal is a continuation of the proceedings of the original court. A similar position was also upheld in the matter of AGC Flat Glass Europe SA versus Anand Mahajan where a single judge of the High Court allowed amendments to the claims of a patent specification. when an interim injunction application was being considered so long as the amendment was in conformity with section 58 and 59 of the act but falguni in this case and similar cases where the high court is required to exercise its power to allow amendments in a patent application what approach should be followed by the high court in this view the high court stated that in an appeal considering the issue of the grant of a patent the high court is entitled to the same powers as those of the controller which includes the power to amend the patent application further since the appellate proceedings are challenging the refusal of a grant of patent questions of facts need to be reexamined comprehensively and therefore a liberal view has to be taken with regard to amendment of claims in this case Nestle resorting back to the previously filed claims is fully covered under section 59 of the act moreover as the objection because of which the amendment was filed had been set aside it was in the interest of justice to allow the amendment at the appellate stage that surely does clear out a lot of doubts now Coming to the last question, what benefits does the High Court's order provide for the applicants? Sure, Arna. Considering the High Court's decision, it is now clear 
that the applicants can file amendments to overcome the non-patentability objections such as section 3 clause 1 of the act as per the indian patent law keeping in view the boundaries of section 58 and 59 of the act further this decision also clarifies that product claims cannot and must not be objected under section 3 clause 1 of the act since the said section only refers to claims directed to a process with that being said we will now conclude this episode here thanks palguni for sharing valuable insights and guiding us through the episode thank you arnab it was a pleasure speaking to you with that being said we will now conclude this episode here Thanks for Alvini for sharing valuable insights and guiding us through this episode. Thank you all for taking the time out to listen to this series. We would love to hear your feedback, comments and questions about the episode. You can also write to us at podcast@lakshmishree.com to know more. You can even suggest topics for future podcasts you would like to hear about. Do check out our website www.lakshmishree.com which has been linked in the episode description below to keep abreast with relevant legal updates before you join us in the next week.